Welcome to Konoha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. Hi! Hi! Hey! It's the podcast time! It's the podcast. How's it going? It's it's going alright. I'm doing okay. I, uh... I didn't fucking do anything this last week, really. Really? I mean, I did some shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I... I did some computer upgrades, and I, like, fucked around with various games on my computer after doing that. And I, like, played, like, a, like, generously, like, a tenth, but probably more like a fifteenth of, like, a huge JRPG. But that's not, like, anything I can talk about, really, you know? Yeah. I just, I just don't have anything, like, I have a concrete enough, like, sense of to, like, discuss, right? Like, I didn't see, like, a very, like, representative chunk of anything other than, like, a weird essay I read. Okay. Yeah, um, I read something that's a little bit exciting. All right. What's exciting to you? Tell me about it. Um, the the first chapter of The Return of Chainsaw Man. Okay, I did read that. Okay. I didn't, I, I, I didn't remember if you had actually read, Ch- like, were up on Chainsaw Man or not. Oh, I, yeah. Okay, all right. You learn about birds? Yeah, you learn about birds. You learn about swords. Oh my god, the sword. Uh, what, what did you think? It's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. I'm like, like it was relieving to see Chainsaw Man come back um, from like a long break. And still like, you know, with the weight of having become like one of the biggest things in like manga over that break. And like with the weight of like having like a highly anticipated anime, it's still like, it feels like fundamentally the same thing and like is willing to be like sort of dumb in a lot of the same ways. Um, yeah, totally. Like I hope, I hope it continues embracing that. Right. Because fundamentally I come to chance my man for like something that's like visually inventive and has like a great like sense of paneling and pacing. And is just kind of like, you know, it, it, it's just willing to indulge in some of the ways that it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. It's just kind of like dumb and rowdy. And there is like, Lots of really gratuitous violence. Yeah, which isn't to say it's like, you know, fucking completely had empty no themes or anything, right? Like, there's stuff to dig into, but like... Uh, yeah, of course. You know, I'm I, I, I'm willing to admit that my personal engagement is like, for the most part, like, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, this, this is like a this is like a cool thing it's doing thematically, but mostly it's just like, hey, I fucking love when some, like, ridiculous gorsha happens in this kind of silly comic. Pos- possessed by the devil of war pulls a man's like head off and his spine becomes a big sword yeah that's pretty good and she wields the sword by holding this man's like still kind of alive head yeah i mean that's the, that's basically yeah. it <laughs> like i think i had it coming yeah, yeah 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 he was like a shitty dude like it's fine it's fine uh shit what else is there anything else um it is the start of a new anime season so uh i don't, I don't know that i have anything to say necessarily yet um, but expect me to, like, mention some of the new isekai shit that's coming out mm-hmm. uh, in the upcoming weeks. You know, I want to give everything a couple episodes to, like, you know. I mean, it seemed like there was one that you weren't going to give a couple of episodes to. Oh, Christ, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. We don't really have to get into it, you know. It's just, like, there's a show coming out that, like, I learned later it was, like, one of the prototypical, like, slavery isekai things that, like, inspired most of the other ones. Yeah, it's bad. Ooh. And I believe you did not make it through the opening, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I know what this is. I'm done. Yep. I mean, I, like, I clicked on it because from the title I knew what it was, but I started watching it. I was just like, yep, that's what it is. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't, like, been, like, really watching anything this season yet. Like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just, like, take a fucking break from seasonal anime this time. And, like, maybe I'll even actually watch some other anime. But, like, maybe I, maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. i just been sort of all over the place this last week. Mm-hmm. We, we, we still gotta find something to watch together between us. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, so I guess we don't really have a whole lot to talk about uh, before, before the show starts. You want to get into the show? I would love to get into the show. <laughs> okay. Episode 75, Sasuke's decision, pushed to the edge. Sasuke and Gara go at it with Sasuke clearly on the back foot when Gara clutches his head, having a bad time remembering his childhood 
when all the other kids hated and feared him. Gar lashes out, laughing to himself and leveling trees with his big monster arm. Sasuke recalls their meeting in the mountains, where Gar declared their match in the exam to be to the death. Stealing himself with the resolve to murder Itachi, Sasuke prepares another Chidori. So yeah, this episode starts off with some action that like winds up feeling kind of weird to me in the broader scope of like this episode. Um, it's like a little bit like it's a little bit of like a back and forth between like Gara and Sasuke that is like original to the anime, and it feels like obviously it can't really like progress things, but there's there's a way it feels kind of like it's like playing way too safe for like a lot of the time when Gara and Sasuke are fighting this episode. Gara is just like fucking up the forest and tearing down trees, and like for this part he's mostly just standing there. Yeah, he's, like, standing there and, like, catching knives and throwing them back, but with fire on them, and then, like... Yeah, he's got, like, a weird move where he, like, heats up knives that he's trapped in his sand arm. Yeah. And then, like, once we get to stuff that is pulling from the manga, he's just, like, charging forward and, like, knocking down, like, five trees in one punch. Yeah. And, and so it's kind of weird to see him, like... Like, it feels like he's holding back here in, in a way because of that, even though, like, there's not really any reason for him to be. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, from there, you know, Sasuke is like not really able to achieve anything, and Gara's like, okay, I don't remember when I was a sad baby. It turns out Gara was a really sad baby. He was just trying to be nice. He's just trying to trying to get a ball for some kids. He goes up on the roof. And he's trying to pull it down with his sand, and they're like, oh shit, he's gonna fucking kill us. And they start running away. Yeah. Okay. And in their defense, he do- when he does reach out to them, he does sand grab some child legs. Yeah, like, when they start running away, he does start, like, pulling them back towards him, and, like, I think the show actually does a pretty good job with this, where, like, it really, like, plays in the space of, like, yeah, we know what Gara does, so, like, there's a moment where it really, like, lingers in the space of, like, oh, shit, is Gara just gonna, like, fucking crush this kid's leg? Is Gara just gonna, like, you know, t- turn it, turn a child to blood paste for the first time in his life or whatever? Uh-huh. So, like, you know, I, I, I guess it's, not, like, fully unwarranted for, for them, but, like, you know. It's, 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 a, it's a sad time for the kid. Yeah. He's just trying to be nice. He just wants friends, god damn it. He just wants friends. He just he just doesn't want to be alone and like, you know, we cut we cut back from we cut back to the present from there where we we see that Gara has decided that if he if he can't make somebody be his friend, he's just going to like kill them. Cuz I guess that's better than you know, them being away from you. Sure. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's normal. Yep. Anyway, Gara the present isn't really acting like a sad baby. He's acting like a sicko. He's just fucking laughing all the time. He's yelling at Sasuke, um, and Sasuke like has this flash. We, we, I was about to say we get like the last of the flashbacks, like when Sasuke was training in the mountains, uh, but like we don't even. There's like another one next episode, I think. <laughs> yeah, but like we at least get the last of the ones where Gara is there. Yeah, yeah. And this is just kind of great because like Gara walks up to Sasuke and he's like. I can see it in your eyes. You want to fucking kill people. You're the only other 12-year-old I've met who, like, is, like, as in love with the idea of murdering somebody as I am, so we must be the same person. And, like, Sasuke is, like, so fucking, like, entranced by this immediately. He's like, oh, shit, this is scary. What what, what do I do with this? And Kakashi's like, hey, hey, be fucking normal. (laughs) Okay, what what I really love about Kakashi here is that, like, the way he talks to Gaara is just, like, Gara goes on this whole, like, whole thing where he's talking about, like, fucking the, like, will to kill and, like, uh, how, like, their eyes are the same and how, um, uh, in, in, like, a true battle, you know, it's not about, uh, like, like any test or any, any of that fake bullshit. It's, like, your life pit, pit against another's. And then Kakashi's just like, okay, so what you're trying to say is that you want... <laughs> Your your match uh, in in the in the tuning exams to be a death match, okay? Uh, and it's just like it really comes across like he's just trying to like help this autistic kid communicate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, you you could just say this shit without doing all this preamble. It's okay. You can just like get to the point. It's all right, Gar. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to like fucking diagnose Gar or whatever, right? But like, there there is there there is like a, a, an element of that. That, that, that I noticed of, like, helping the kid who, like, has trouble communicating communicate from Kakashi that I thought was very sweet despite the, like, subject matter. Yeah, I, I mean, like, the subject matter makes it, like, kind of sweet, but also, like, it, it's just very funny for me, like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna help this kid, like, say that he wants to kill my student more directly. <laughs> um, the, the, the dub kind of, like, changed Kakashi's, like, messaging here. Um, K- Kakashi in the dub was more like, so, so you want to kill Sasuke? You fucking sicko! Get out of here! Rude. I know. It was just like that's that's insane. 
It's just like, okay, Kakashi's not like that. Kakashi knows. Kakashi knows that sometimes 12-year-olds want to kill people. Yeah. I, I just thought that, like, helping Gara say what he wanted to say was really, like, cute coming from Kakashi in that circumstance. I think, like, in the scene is, like, we, we have more of Gara being, like, very confident that he understands Sasuke. And, like, it seems basically entirely predicated on that, like... They're both some of the only children who are like that, are like who are like the other has met that is like so willing to just be like, yeah, I'll do a murder. Um, but like beyond that, like you know, Sasuke ha- is a person who like had it good at one point, and like even after his family died, he was still like very like esteemed in the village and like popular, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's isolating in its own ways, but it's like a very different experience from what Gara went through. Yeah, but like to Gara, that is like like that that is like the full extent to which Gara can like really like look into another person, like, try to understand them. It's like, oh, does this person want to kill? Can they understand me in that way? Like, that doesn't really amount to any deeper understanding of Sasuke, but it does amount to, like, a pretty good understanding of how to get under Sasuke's skin. Yeah. Right? Because, like, we, we, we get back to the present, and Gara is just fucking yelling the whole time. He's just like, hey, Sasuke, you fucking scared? You scared because I'm trying to kill you? <laughs> if you're scared now, you're never going to fucking kill the guy you want to kill. You got to fucking come out here, idiot. Yeah, you're going to have to fight me. Yeah, it's like correctly justified that the easiest way to get Sasuke to do something is to just sort of taunt him relentlessly, and it'll it'll just work eventually. Yeah, you don't have to try. You have to try that hard. You have to be that precise. You just need to like be like, "Hey, idiot! <laughs> yeah, fight me. You scared? Yeah, and if you want it to work really well, you should make it about the guy he wants to kill. Uh huh. So this, of course, does work on Sasuke, and Sasuke is like, you know, for a moment he's thinking back to like Itachi. He's like kind of scared about, like, the, the memories he has of that moment, but then, like, he recenters on his resolve, and he's, like, ready to go for it. I'm, like, really fascinated by the way that Sasuke frames this. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, his understanding of why Itachi did it is, like, so extremely limited and, like, basically just results, basically just, like, results into, like, yeah, he wanted me to kill him, right? He's, like, the reason he left me alive was so that he wouldn't be so guilty about killing our family. So he wants me to kill him so he can stop being guilty about killing our family. And it's like, Sasuke, why do you think he killed your family in the first place? I don't I don't really know what you th- he thinks the uh, the actual full situation is there. He's just sort of like constructed into this like extremely self-justifying thing that like doesn't actually answer any of the questions he might have. Other than like, yeah, I should want to kill this guy. Yeah, and it's so fucking good. It's really good. It's really funny. Sasuke is so fucking stupid. I love that for him. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody that thinks Sasuke is a cool guy at this point in the show is fucking dumb and wrong. <laughs> That's just a loser. That's beautiful. Sasuke is just a loser and it's so fucking funny. Like, it, it really just feels like Sasuke has, like, constructed in his mind the idea that, like, Itachi for some reason decided to kill his family in, like, the most roundabout, like, suicide by a little brother attempt in the world. <laughs> But he's an Avenger. He's the, he's the Avenger. He was chosen. He was chosen to be an Avenger. Oh my god. <laughs> this dude is extremely 12. He's so 12. <laughs> I'm ready to move on to the next part of the episode if you're good for it. Yeah, okay. In the barrier, the soul struggle between Hiruzen and Orochimaru is still ongoing. Gara and Sasuke clash. The Chidori hits Gara, and Gara's pretty pumped about being hurt, actually. He grows a tail with all the excitement and throws himself at Sasuke, stronger and faster than ever. Gara no-sells a fireball and punches Sasuke through some tree limbs. Sasuke knows that Chidori is his only option, but he's burned through his two safe uses for today. But he's not ready to give up on Itachi and readies another. Sasuke's curse mark spreads over him, and he strikes true enough to knock Gara's monster arm loose. Sasuke collapses from pain, and Gara grows another monster arm and jumps in for the kill. Only to be stopped by a kick to the face. Naruto's here. So something I want to talk about with this episode is that um, the storyboarder, uh, Toshia Nidome, is, um, I mean, he's, like, very prolific on Naruto. He, like, boarded about a fifth of the episodes of the show in total. Um, okay, that's quite a few. That's quite a few, right? Um, like, of the first one, anyway. I don't know how, like... Like, I haven't looked at the stats for, like, how much he, like, did of Shippuden yet. Like, maybe I should at some point. But, like, okay. you know, for this for this first one of Naruto, like, he starts being around really prominently, like, in, like, the tuning exams. And then just kind of, like, sticks around until, like, the end of it. And it's, like, definitely around the start of Shippuden at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like his work is, like, really variable. Because I think in the quieter scenes, there's, like, there's some really, like, nice ideas in his boards. But, like, the execution of them varies heavily on, like, the director and stuff. 
And I, I definitely think that, like, his action work is a little worse. Like, in this episode, like, when Gara is having his, like, sad baby flashback, I think there's, like, some nice layouts that are, like, original to... Like, are, like original to the anime that are not, like, directly replicating stuff in the manga that, like... You know, they do, do, like, a good job of, like, heightening and selling a sense of isolation that Gara is feeling. But, like, when it comes to the action subset, it's, like, kind of rough. And I think the strongest example of that is when Sasuke is doing the Chidori on, like, Gara's big sand arm. Yeah. He just kind of, like, appears in the middle of the arm and then, like, slides forward weightlessly. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look particularly good. No. No. I'm like, it's it's fine. You get, it gets the idea across. This isn't a very fleshly animated episode, and it doesn't really need to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is definitely an area where it feels like, oh, there just wasn't even really, like, a particularly strong idea of how to, like, communicate this motion, which is a bit of a bummer. But anyway, Gara is, like, you know, he, he, he is hurt by this, but he's fine, actually. Thinks it's really funny uh, that, like, Sasuke thought that this would be enough. And he also has decided that it's good to be hurt now, you know? The first, the first couple times, didn't really like it. Third time. Third time, he's all about it. He's just, like, rapidly accruing psycho traits onto himself to, to the point where it feels like the idea of Gara is, like, maybe struggling to go, to cohere under the weight of how many different, like, psycho indicators he has. <laughs> y- yeah. Like, I'm fine with it being the kid he likes to do murder. You know, I'm, I'm fine with his, like, ideology of, like, ah, oh, you know, the, the, I, I prove my existence by killing other people. But I feel like once you're just starting to put, like, so much other shit where he's, like, you know, he's talking to his mom and he's, like, he likes pain, actually. And it's just like, okay, okay, let's let's chill out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, let's, let, let's, you, you know there's gonna have to be sickos later. You can't just, you can't just dump it all in one guy. Uh-huh. Speaking of things that sort of struggle to go here, um, there's there's some times in this episode where like Gara's sort of like half monster guy form are, are pretty pretty rough looking. Like these images I've just posted to Gwen, where he has like a fucked up like super defined grown man face. <laughs> Why is he old now? <laughs> this boy's twelve. <laughs> he is twelve, and he looks like a drawing of the Hulk from a '90s cartoon. <laughs> His chin gets so fucking wide. <laughs> it's mysterious. <laughs> he has completely ceased to look like a Naruto character. He looks like somebody's dad cosplaying Gara. Oh my god. <laughs> but anyway, you know, he's fine though. He's happy about this. He likes being hurt. He's like, it goes like, he's like yelling at Sasuke. He's yelling at Sasuke like, hey, Sasuke, how many more times can you do the Shidori? I bet it's a lot because I actually like it when you hurt me with the Shidori. Uh, it turns out... The answer might not be very many times. <laughs> you know, we get another flashback to Sasuke training with Kakashi. He is like sitting in the mountains. He is like, "Hey, so Kakashi's like, so Sasuke, you can use the Chidori like twice at your current state." And Sasuke's like, "Well, what would happen if I used it a third time?" And Kakashi's like, "Well, you'd run out of chakra." And then Sasuke's like, "Well, what would happen if I did that?" And like, did did they not teach you this at school? Is this not, like, a like a basic thing? Like, I, I know Naruto didn't, like, know this exactly because he's not really the guy who, like, pays attention in class. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Sasuke should know what happens when you run out of chakra. Yeah, but, like, they gotta fucking establish it for the fucking shonen audience. I guess that's true, but it, it definitely feels a little, a little silly that, like, Sasuke is just, like, asking this very basic thing. And anyway, the answer is, like, maybe you die. And also in Sasuke's case, like, oh yeah, the curse mark is probably going to act up. Yeah. Which, hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So Sasuke considers this information that he is remembering and decides he's going to fucking do it anyway. Because, you know, of course he is. He's gotta. He's the Avenger. Uh-huh. He's the Avenger. Um, He gets like a... I, what, what I perceived to be like a weaker bad Shidori. It doesn't seem like the best Shidori, necessarily. Yeah, it like flickers and shrinks before he like... The curse mark kicks in and he makes contact, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it it does enough, you know, until he yeah. grows the other arm, which, you know. <laughs> no, it's, it's amazing how much Gara just, it's, it's like, oh, you knocked off my monster arm? Well, that's okay, I'll grow another one over here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I, I, I do kind of like how, like, it didn't just blow the arm off. It was, like, a still kind of attached, but weak enough to kind of, like, fall off under its own weight. Mm-hmm. 
Now, speaking of Gar as like big sand arms, yeah, a thing I totally forgot about with him is uh-huh. that he's like a stretchy guy. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> he's like he's like pulling. He's like hooking his armor to branches and like pulling back and stretching it and like elastically springing back at at the at like Sasuke like a weird sand Luffy. Yeah, like nobody told me Gara was a werehog. <laughs> he's kind of a werehog. God damn it. <laughs> Oh my god. That was that's a much better pull than Luffy. Who the fuck cares about Luffy? Everybody loves Sonic the Werehog. Everybody loves Sonic the Werehog. I mean yeah, he is closer to a werehog than Luffy, to be fair. He is definitely closer to a werehog than Luffy. You have you have me there. Luffy's not so much of a sicko. <laughs> Absolutely not. So anyway, Sasuke uh doesn't achieve much and just sort of like collapses in the forest, uh, you know. Bad day for him. Um, I also want to say they definitely know at this point that that uh, the spirit possessing Gara is a Tanuki. Mm-hmm. Now we got confirmation. Now we know for sure. Now we know for sure that motherfucker is a Tanuki. <laughs> Gara's identity. Gara's identity has been confirmed. He's a Tanuki. <laughs> yeah, we did it. We f- we fucking solved it. Yeah. This was they had the last episode wrong. This was the right one for it. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could probably tell last episode too. Yeah, probably. I had the little ear. <laughs> ready to move on? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I yeah, I'm ready to move on. You know, like I guess I just want to touch on like quickly. Yeah, Naruto shows up at the end, kicks Gar in the face. Gar going flying back and getting kicked in the face, like one of the better looking cuts of this episode, I think. Yep. Also, it's it's just cool when Naruto gets here. You know, I like I like when the the main shonen boy shows up as long as it's like a main shonen boy I like. And I like Naruto quite a lot, so it's like yeah, I love Naruto. I love Naruto. It's good that he's here. Episode 76, Assassin of the Moonlit Night. Naruto stands between Gara and Sasuke while Sakura makes sure Sasuke's alright. He isn't. Gara slips past Naruto and goes to kill Sasuke, but Sakura steps out in front, making Gara remember his uncle. He hesitates and pins Sakura to a tree with his big monster arm. Gara recalls a time when Yashimaru, his uncle, was looking after him as a small child and asked him not to try to hurt himself, even if the sand would protect him. Gara asks Yashimaru to explain what pain feels like, and realizes he feels pain too. Yashimaru tells him the only thing that can mend a hurt heart is love. But not to worry, since Gara's mother already loved him so much. Alright, so like Sasuke's fucked up, he's like lying face down on a tree branch, his curse mark is all over his body. He's like remembering when he was talking to Kakashi while they were training. He remembers a time where Kakashi tells him, like, hey, if you like give into the curse mark and activate it, you're just gonna stop getting stronger there, right? I don't know that this is true. Um, this seems like a thing that probably isn't true to me. This seems like a one of yeah. Kakashi's classic lies. Yeah, that's one of Kakashi's classic lies and or a threat. Yeah, maybe it's a threat. I don't know. Um, you know, it, it seems like a lot of uh, a lot of Kakashi's curse mark handling strategy is to just like lie about some shit or and be like, hey, you know, don't worry, just uh, just stay strong. And uh, it's, I mean, we, we we've seen how that's working so far. Really, really rough. rough. <laughs> oh, okay. We, we have some, we've got some different interpretations. <laughs> but anyway, Sakura has arrived and she's checking in on Sasuke. And she's like, God damn it. Kakashi said there wasn't anything to worry about with the curse mark. It's obviously not true. Another one of Kakashi's classic lies. Um, mm-hmm. There is not a lot with Sakura in these episodes. Because she's about to get pinned to a tree for the rest of them. But like... Watching this scene, I, I definitely once more found myself kind of frustrated by, you know, the fact that they don't really do anything with Sakura. Because I feel like even if they are going to like sort of slot Sakura into this role of like, oh, she's the girl, so she cares and is like worried about people. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a route to like leading her into conflict about that as she realizes that like... Kakashi is not actually a person who is capable of keeping her and her teammates safe in the way that he wants to present himself as, right? Like, like I don't, I don't know if anything comes from like this moment of of Sakura being like, "Motherfucker, Kakashi lied to me about the curse mark," right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just kind of, it, it's just kind of like another moment of like, okay, Sakura's worried about shit. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and like, it, it, it's not even like that motherfucker. He lied about the curse mark. It's no, it's not. It's 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 more like. Well, but, 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 but Kakashi said. Yeah, yeah, no, even going that motherfucker is, like, super wishful. 
She also, like, states that her plan is to be like, okay, I gotta find some way to, like, bring Sasuke... I have to find some way to bring Sasuke back to where Kakashi is. And, like, that doesn't seem like the play right now. I I have to be honest. No, like, Kakashi's not gonna know what to do with him. And also, that's, like, closer to where Orochimaru is right now. Right? Like, I I guess... Kakashi didn't really give a lot of instructions about, like, what to do once they caught up to Sasuke, like, if he was to be incapacitated. But I feel like the move is to just, like, maybe take him to somewhere where you can hide him more than anything else. Yeah. But anyway, again, that that is basically the end of, like, Sakura doing anything in this fucking arc because, uh, Gaara just takes her in his big hand and, like, pushes her against a tree where she will remain. Yeah, Gaara just nails her to a tree and, like, she stops being a character. Uh-huh. It's fine. But in the past, we, we, we see Kara like attempting to hurt himself and like, you know, the sand stops it and Yashimaru walks in and like, we are introduced like more directly to Yashimaru, you know, like he appeared like briefly in like a few like flickers of Gara's memory before and like he was in the last episode, like blocking like Gara's attempt to like accidentally crush a child. Yeah. Like here we get like a more concrete addition to him as like, uh, yet another caretaker of a child in the world of Naruto who is not really uh, particularly equipped to, you know... Or like capable of handling this child to a more extreme degree than some others, as we will learn later in this episode. But like, you know, he he like walks it like sees guard doing this and like doesn't really have much recourse other than like, hey, you shouldn't do that because I'm supposed to look after you and it, it makes me feel bad when I see that. Which like, not not super helpful. Not like a particularly you know. Yeah, but like also like you know. He, he's this lady's younger brother, and, like, she passed away, and, like, now he's looking after the kid, and it's just, like... No, yeah, it's, it's, like, a mess of a situation, right? Like... Yeah. In, in, like, a... In a better situation, he would probably not be the one tasked to look after this child. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's here, and he's, like, sort of trying for a little bit. Yeah, God, that was six years ago. I was... I would have been 20 off doing ninja shit. Mm-hmm. We're first cousins, by the way. Yashimaru and I. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how we're related. I mean, are, are you like are you like close enough that you would have even been like in consideration? No. For, uh... no. No, 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 no. It doesn't no, seem no. like it. I mean, like, I, I, I knew them, but they were kind of like the the older cousins who were like kind of higher status. Like, fucking, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, it's, it's a whole mess. Yeah, I, I don't need to get into it. But like, you know, I looked up to those two a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, God, I don't know. Just the whole, the whole, the whole thing's fucked up. Whole thing's fucked up. I feel weird about it now. Yeah. So we 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 get this scene where like Gara is like sort of like realizing that like you know he's hurt Yashimaru, who is somebody he cares about, and he's like, hey, what's what's pain like? Because I've never felt that. And like we get the, you know Yashimaru sort of like gets into this like kind of like inde- almost endearingly awkward and like trite like attempt at like explaining like here here's what like pain is like you know it's like when. Like, like he, he doesn't have a great answer at first, but he kind of, like, stumbles around to it. It's like, you know, it, it's when it, something's, like, hard to bear, and you, you feel like you can't stay normal or whatever. And, like, Gara's like, oh, shit, may, maybe I'm in pain, too, sometimes? Um, and so, like, you know, Yashimaru just, like, keeps going and is like, does this, like, you know, again, like, very awkward, but, like, almost charming explanation. Like, yeah, here, here's what love is. And there's, like, you know, there's, there's like, extra dangerous wounds that are, like, emotional wounds. And there's a special kind of medicine called love, which is... It, it, the, the whole thing, like, feels, like, kind of silly, but also, like, kind of sad through the means of, like, oh, right, like, th- this guy is, like, trying to explain this shit to a kid who has had no, uh, practical experience with what being loved is like. Yeah. And, you know, so he's, he's, he's doing the moment, doing his best to reassure Gara, and, like, he talks to Gara about, like, how, you know, the sand spirit that's sealed within him is, like, you know, for attacking, but, like, there's still the sand that defends him, and that must be because... You know, you, that's your mother's love. Like, it, it persists in the sand and, like, keeps you safe. As, like, you know, some sort of, like, attempt to give, like, a gesture to, um... To, you know, like, like, some sort of, like, gesture towards, like, giving Gara something to cling to, right? Yeah. And, like, I got to the scene and was like, oh, yeah, I, I remember this being a thing. And, like, I think it's... I was like, this is, like, kind of lame if it's, like, a true thing, right? Like, I think this is, like, some pr- pretty trite, like, Harry Potter-ass shit. Yeah, um, no. If it's like, real. I'm pretty um, sure he made that up on the spot. Right, and we—I I am putting a pin in that to talk about that later. Uh huh. But for now, that's that's what I have to say about this this half of the episode. Okay, let's let's move on then. 
Back at the village, the soul struggle is still going on, and Guy and Kakashi are counting their kills. A young guard goes to bring medicine to a kid he hurt earlier, but gets rejected. On the way home, a drunk guy bumps into him and gets killed. Gar goes to sulk on the roof when he's confronted by the first assassin his dad ever sent after him. After dealing with the assassin, Gara unmasks him, revealing it to be Yashimaru. In the present, Gara demands to know who Sakura and Sasuke are to Naruto. Naruto says they're his friends, and then he's gonna kick Gara's ass. I, I totally neglected to mention the fact that like every one of our episodes this week, mm-hmm. like once we get to the halfway point, we like cut back to Hiruzen and Orochimaru. And we get like a minute long scene where nothing happens. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It gets funnier every fucking time. <laughs> Whereas like, I was thinking it happened this time and then it's just like, all right, here's, here's the two of them. And they're like restating their points and then like nothing changes. They're just in their fucking game of soul tug of war with no change to the status of it. And yeah, then we like go somewhere else. They're, they're just reminding us week to week that it's still happening. Yeah. We also check in on Guy and Kakashi, which like is a scene that has sort of the awkward uh, position of like, being the only real bit of action in an episode that is, uh, you know, maybe not the best equipped to handle the action. So it's, it's kind of stiff and awkward looking, but also it's like Guy and Kakashi being awesome bros. So it's like... Hell yeah. Hard to feel too down about it, because like, it, it's just great to see these two guys together. They're yeah. doing their fucking like Lord of the Rings movie, like counting who got most kills in the fight thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Guy is like... I mean, it, it seems a little silly that like, Guy is, like, declaring his win when there are, like, clearly still more guys that they are fighting, but, like, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, like, a multi-stage competition thing. Yeah, maybe they reset the count whenever they check in. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. It's like, whenever we get, like, we get to stand next to each other, then we, then we, then we uh, we tally them up. Mm-hmm. Regardless, it's great. I love those dudes. They, they, they're here for, like a, like, a little bit of a light reprieve from the sad Gara zone. But anyway, it's time to go back to the, to the sad Gara zone. So Gara is, like, it's, like, later that same night. Gara, like, got some medicine from Yashimaru to, like, give the kitty hurt to, like, try and, uh, try and make the peace there. Goes fucking bad. The kid just turns away the door. He's like, no, you're just gonna try to hurt me again. Fuck you. This scene, like, really establishes for me, like, a very key difference between, like, Gara and Naruto. Where, like, you know, we, we see Naruto who is in a very similar position. Like, maybe not quite so extreme. Like, he's not, like, actively a danger to everybody around him. And he's not, like, you know, he's, there's, like, a, a slightly more restrained disdain that the, uh, the people around around Naruto to treat him with, but, like, Naruto, under that pressure, like, basically immediately starts acting out, right? Like, he is just, like, a like a rowdy shithead kid who's, like, doing pranks and causing trouble. And Gara is, like, you get the sense that Gara is very much, like, the kid who, in spite of that, knows that there is a, like, an ideal of being, like, normal and good that he is, like, trying to adhere to and is just gonna, like, keep trying until it fucking breaks him. Yeah. And it's, like, a bummer. It's rough. It's, uh, like, I, I, I like a lot of the stuff with Gara. I do also feel like there's a kind of awkward thing in this episode where, um, it winds up being kind of weird that, like, all of this is just one day. Like, you know, I, I, I think it still works, but there's, like, so much that happens with Gara that's, like, I, I, I don't know, like, it, it feels like maybe giving, like, a little bit of a broader sense of, uh, of, like, you know, how, how his time in here went, like, giving such, like, time passing between some of these scenes would do a little more for it. I, I don't know if you feel that way. Yeah, no, 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 I, I, I totally agree, because, like, it, it feels like such a, such, like, a sequential, like, beat after beat after beat after beat of Gar's like, most traumatic day ever. Right, yeah. Like, we, we get both the establishment of, like, the things that he is, like, trying to believe and adhere to, and, like, the ways in which it falls apart, like, in what seems to be, like, a matter of hours. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of kind of awkward from a dramatic perspective. Even if I think it like ultimately like works, right? I can still like t- pick up what's being put down and like buy onto it and like like Gara a lot. But like mm-hmm. it, it is weird that like the day that Gara like learned about trying to be nice or whatever. Like I mean, he, he sort of knew about trying to be nice because he was like trying to play with his kids before. But like you know, the day that Gara like learned about what love is is the same day that he killed a guy for the first time, and is the same day that somebody you know, like that he had an assassin sent after him for the first time. Right. And, like, the sense of, like, Gara being the kid who's just trying to, like, be good and normal until he fucking can't anymore is, like, a thing that is very strong to me about his character, but is also, like, constrained by the fact that this is the span of, like, I don't know, fucking six hours or something. Yeah, totally. Anyway, to, to that note of, like, yeah, all of, all of the shit with Gara happens in, like, one day, you know, like, he leaves that kid's house, he's walking down the street, and, like, encounters a drunk guy who, like, is about to pick a fight with a six-year-old until he realizes what exact six-year-old it is. And then it's like, 
you know, both, both like afraid and like resentful of Gara and like the exact way to push him over to the edge and he just fucking kills that guy right then and there. You know, it doesn't really seem like he's thinking about it or like making conscious decisions to you that much. It's just like, yep, that happens. Uh, Gara's dad like shows up and just fucking glares at him. Like doesn't say anything. He's just like so fucking disappointed in you. He's got the fucking... He, he, he's got the fucking like... Yeah, I'm waiting outside the house because you're out past curfew and I know it and you know it. Like, I'm not going to say anything, but you know that I know and you know that I'm disappointed. Except it's about murder. Yeah, except he, like, showed up to, like, a crime scene where presumably Garo was just kind of, like, waiting there unsure what to do after he killed the guy for the first time. Uh-huh. And it just glares at him and then, like, I guess leaves again to, like, go tell... To, like, go tell Garo's uncle to assassinate him. Yeah, which... So, like, is Gar's dad trying to traumatize him worse? Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Like, maybe, again, because it's been, like, the span of six hours, we don't really get a sense of, like, what Gar's presence in the village is like. I don't know if this is, like, an escalation of things that's been happening, but, like, like I, I don't know if there's been, like, a lot of discussions of, like, okay, shit, we need to, like, we need to, like, wrap this up quick. Um... If there was, like, an establishing of, like, Gar-, Gar leaves the room, and then we see... I mean, this this obviously wouldn't happen because it's Gar's fucking flashback. Mm-hmm. But, but like, it, if it was established that, like, Yashimaru's job was to, like, look after and take take care of Gara, mm-hmm. but, but if he hits a point where, like, everyone thinks he's like, okay, this kid is, like, too dangerous to keep around, like, it is his responsibility to take him out. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't know, I don't know. That, 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 that feels like more of something than yeah ra- randomly deciding the most traumatic option yeah it's it's um like it is definitely like you know narratively it's the thing that happens because it's the most dramatic thing to happen because this is like yashimaru is like functionally the only adult in gara's life that has like made any effort to care about him yeah um but like if you think about it at a broader level it's like well i guess i don't know why uh why gara's had to make this decision uh, do i guess just be like a huge shithead yeah. And like commit to hating his son a lot. Yeah. Also, can we talk? Can we talk about the classic floating knives technique? Yeah. <laughs> God, there's like a bit where like Gara is like sitting sadly on the roof, and like the knives like slowly float into frame. Where it's like, okay, maybe this is like kind of like an interesting dramatic shot choice. But then they make like a speeding up noise <laughs> as they like go towards Gara, which like completely destroys. It's like, oh, maybe of like that being like a weird slow motion shot of like something sad about to happen. And instead, it's like a floating knives technique. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate floating knives technique, right? Like, I can uh-huh. do floating knives technique. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, you know, I do do floating knives technique sometimes, but I just think it's a little bit silly against Gara. Yeah, God, I, I just remembered something. Right, um, this is back in the first half of the episode. Yeah, like back when Yashimaru is explaining like pain to Gara, he like cuts his finger to, like, demonstrate, like, you know, here's physical wounds, and they heal quickly. And, like, at the end of the scene, there's a bit where, like, Gara like, puts Yashimaru's finger in his mouth for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and Yashimaru makes this, like, extremely concerned, paid, re- paid reaction. <laughs> Which I was making this thing, like, this is the point where it's like, oh, this kid's too much of a fucking freak, he's gotta go. <laughs> That's it. That's the fucking limit. That's the line. Yeah, I don't want my finger in the six-year-old's mouth. Can I go home? Like I get that he doesn't know how to be no- how to like be normal around like you know all sorts of shit, but like this is too much. This is across the line. <laughs> but like to that note, there is a there's like a beat that the anime adds that I really like. Where before Gar like goes over and like sees who it is, like the thing that makes him suspicious is that he sees like the bandaged finger on the person that tried to assassinate him. Yeah, and he's like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, goes and like unmasks the assassin. And, like obviously it's Yashimaru. Um, we haven't been being around the bush on that one. Uh, uh, it's like the fucking worst thing that could happen to him obviously yeah obviously well well there could be worse things they could, they, this could this could go get worse still Gara could be having a worse day yeah uh do we want to talk about that yeah do I get to the next episode yeah let's go on to the next episode okay episode 77 light versus dark the two faces of Gara. Naruto rushes Gara but gets slapped away Gara says Naruto won't understand true strength unless he fights for himself. But for some reason, the memories of people standing up for each other keep bothering him. He clutches his head and remembers Yashimaru again, bleeding on the ground. Gara begs Yashimaru to tell him why he did this. Yashimaru tells him the Kazakage ordered it, 
and that the sand spirit Shikaku makes Gara too dangerous for the village, and that deep down he probably hates Gara for taking away his sister. Then, he blows himself up with the paper bombs he had under his vest. Gara couldn't help but survive the explosion. In a fit of agony, Gara has the sand carve the kanji for love into his forehead. Naruto, desperate for options, summons a toad, and Gara transforms further. So, I mean, like, starting off, like, I, I talked about in our first episode this week about, like, Toshio Niyodome, and, like, about how I think his, like, storyboards often have some, like, really good ideas, and that, like, a lot of the time, the execution of his stuff varies pretty heavily based on, like, the director uh, and, um, like, the animation team. Uh, yeah. So, like, the, like again, I, I think this episode is, like, a really good example of that, like, paired with the first one. Um, you know, the, the director is uh, Shuji Miyahara, who, like, throughout the show has been, like, generally paired with uh, Akira Matsushima as an animation director, right? Like, they, they've, like, showed up in the rotation on, like, the production, like, pretty regularly together. Uh, Akira Matsushima is in it is, like, an animator who will, like, later go on to be the character designer for the Demon Slayer anime. So, like, you know, eventually going to be a big name. Like, I, I think that this episode does, like, a really good job of, like, drawing out all the best stuff from that board and, like, really elevating it. I think this is, like, pretty unquestionably our best episode this week. Oh, absolutely. But anyway, get, get getting into the actual episode, uh, you know, like, last time Naruto said that, like, Sasuke and Sakura were his friends and that's why he was here. And, like, Gara is just isn't fucking having that. Like, you touched this on your summary, but I love how much he's just yelling, like, no, you fucking idiot, that's fake, friends aren't real, it's just fucking killing, you better want to kill, you better want to fucking fight, that's all That's all there is to it, like, stop fucking talking to me about this fake shit, just completely rejecting the premise of having friends that you care about, mm-hmm. in, like, a very dramatic way that I think is fun. But, you know, he, 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 sort of, he sort of, like, has to calm down a little bit and go back into the remembering zone. Uh, we cut back to, like, the rooftop where Gara is continuing the worst fucking night of his life. Yep. Um, so, like, so, like, you know, Gara like, has identified this as Yashimaru, who's like, hey, wait, why are you doing this? You're, like, the only person who was ever nice to me. And then Yashimaru's like, yeah, I mean, I was ordered to by your dad. And so Gara like, tries to find the faintest solace in the, like, the fact that, like, oh, maybe this guy just was, uh, was, was following orders and he had to do it, right? Which is, like, a very, uh, a very grim and cold comfort in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. But uh, at this point, Yashimaru has just kind of committed to, like, fucking this kid up on the way out. <laughs> so... And he's like, yeah, I mean, actually, I probably could have refused this one. I-, I think I just wanted to kill you, actually. Sorry, man. Yeah, also, your mom probably didn't love you that much. Yeah, it, it-, it turns out, like, I-, I was I was lying about your mom, actually. You know, I mean, we, we-, we were talking and, like, you know, she she didn't name you, like, Gara and say that you were going to be, like, a demon who fought only for yourself and loved only yourself because she loved you, she actually, like, fucking really resented the village and, like, you know, really, really, like, like that, that, like, made her give birth to you and she didn't want to and, like, at, like, at the cost of her life and, you know, w- wanted your existence to be, like, a terrible plague on them as, like, a, as, like, some last form of revenge of a dying woman, which I think is, like, kind of compelling, you know? Like, it, yeah, D- definitely I respect Gara's mom a lot more than I respect my- respect Gara's fucking uncle, I'll tell you that much. Right, like, the- like, like that, that, like, extreme overwhelming bitterness is, like, so much more compelling than, like, the the vague idea of, like, this saintly, like, motherly love for a child that we get presented to us uh, in, like, the previous episode. Yeah, Gara is invincible because of his mother's spite. Like, not necessarily because of his mother's spite, it just, like, so happens to, like, be a thing that, like, pervades his existence, you know? Right, right, right. And, like, we get this really cool sequence of, like, you know, like, Gara's sort of, like, imagination as he's, like, standing out in the desert and the moon is fucking huge in the background and he's, like, you know, like, he, he he's, like, looking at this image of, like, his mom holding him when he was a baby and just, like, watches, like, crumble away into sand and, like, blow away. And it's just, like, super cool looking, super, super striking. Um, yeah, this part looks fucking awesome. It's, it's fucking amazing. I'm probably gonna put, like, a whole bunch of screenshots of it up on the Twitter. Um, yeah, I think it's a great scene. But anyway, this, this is a great, like, a, a real highlight scene of the episode. And then, like, you know, th- th- this culminates with, like, Yashimaru, like, blowing himself up as he dies. And, like, Gara is, like, left standing in, like, the sand shield, which, like, at this point is this, like, super grim, like, this was a thing he thought represented, like, the fact that his mother loved him, but actually it doesn't fucking mean shit. It's just still the Shukaku, and, like, he doesn't actually have anybody. Like, the only person that cared about him just died trying to kill him. And it's fucking miserable. And, like, I, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm all in on Gara, right? I love Gara. Uh, yeah. Like, Gara, like, 
having this book, this moment where like his fucking like anger and like self-loathing overpowers his like defensive instinct. And he like carves the word for love into his like forehead is like just a real primo like sad anime boy shit. I feel like <laughs> yeah, you, you, you watch this and you could just like feel a generation of teens' brains being like rewritten upon seeing this. <laughs> It's so fucking good. It's so fucking cool. But, um, so I watched the scene. I was, like, super on board with it. I loved it. And I was like, why did I think that the thing about Gara's mom loving him was true? Like, did the wiki just run with that or something? Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to, like, I'm going to, like, break continuity a little bit. Yeah. Because I looked into this and I was, and what I learned is that 400 episodes later... We get a scene where it is revealed uh, that Gara's dad actually ordered Yashimaru to lie to Gara about his mom not loving him, and actually his mom loved him a lot. Okay. Which is fucking stupid. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> right? Like, th- this scene as it stands is like fucking great, and like I'm not, I'm just sort of like choosing to believe that like whatever the fuck that's about. Like, I'm sure we'll get into it more whenever we get there. Is like was like not really the end game here because it's just like flatly less compelling and if you like look at that this scene with that in mind like the already kind of like why did gara why did gara's dad do the thing that would like fuck him up the most just like gets heightened to this completely fucking absurd level and like nobody's motivations make any fucking sense anymore that's dumb it's fucking terrible it's like a it's like a fucking awful retcon that i'm like now dreading but like and then, like, we'll probably just, like, go back to ignoring because, like, again, I, I think this position of Gara being in this, like, really, like, genuinely, like, sad and isolated position is, like, so much more compelling for the character. Yeah, then... Can, wait, and, like, more... by the time of that retcon, he will have, like, gone through stuff and, like, come to terms with stuff on his own and, like, we'll probably won't even need that fucking, like, weird retcon affirmation. Like, Gara just, like, genuinely being in this, like, position where, like, the only person he thought, like, cared about him is, like, actually kind of just, like, didn't. And, like, the the thing that he was, like, ordered to do without being able to say no was pretend to care for Gara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? When, like, Gara was hoping it was, like, the other way around. And, like, that's just so much more compelling than... Than, than his dad being a fucking, like, mustache twirler. <laughs> to be, like, a weird fucking, like, chess master of being a bad dad for no reason? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, why would Yashimaru even do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Like, it's fucking, like, you know, <laughs> I, I just, like, encountered that when I was, like, trying to figure this out. Like, I couldn't not talk about the, uh, this episode because it was driving me fucking mad. <laughs> yeah, right, like, Let's let, let's really fucking dig into this for a second, right? Because like for on, on Yashimaru's end, right? Mm-hmm. If like he really did care about Gara and he was told to lie, uh huh. Like, what what is his motivation? Right. Like, I, I guess that makes like Yashimaru also like a fucking weird, insane sicko who's like trying to traumatize a child, except like without the like complicated and sad motivations that like exist in this scene. Like, he's just a guy who decided to be evil to a six-year-old because <laughs> his fucking, like, brother-in-law told him to be. It deflates, like, it deflates everything that works about this, and this is a scene that works super well, and I really like. Yeah. I'm just gonna not believe that other thing when it yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, gonna get ready to, like, say that that episode fucking sucks when we get there, right? But, like, you know. Yeah. For now. You know, I mean, like, maybe I'll be surprised, but I, 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 I don't really believe I will be. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, back to the present. Back to the present. Gara's getting, like, more and more fucked up and more monstrous. Uh, he's covering himself in more, like, sand monster shapes and, like, progressing rapidly through a bunch of designs that, like, none of them look very good. So mm-hmm. I guess it's fine that they're only on screen for, like, five seconds. Um, yeah. Gara, like, decides that he's sick of, like, holding his arm up against the tree. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to leave my, like, detached sand hand pushing her to the tree. And, like, it's eventually going to, like, crush her and kill her. Which, like... Why, why didn't makes... you just squeeze? Why, well, <laughs> why, why isn't Sakura just a blood paste now? Well, you, you see, she needs to provide these these stakes for the fight. Uh, to, to, she needs to be the fucking damsel for Naruto to rescue, you know? It's it's uh, it's important for some reason. Mm-hmm. 
I'll get into that in the next part, like the rest of the episode, because I think that like it's extra dumb with the context there. Um, yeah. Uh, Naruto tries to summon a frog, right? Yep. Uh, a toad. Um, summons like a shitty little one. Yeah, who's just immediately... like, hey, it's, it's, it's a full toad at least. He summons Gamakichi as this guy, right? Uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think so. Gamakichi, rather than being like a big, cool, badass toad, just like a silly little guy. I do like that Naruto is like, even though this toad is fucking raiding him, he's like still like picking him up and like carrying him out of the way of attacks. He doesn't want this toad day something to get hurt. He's like a nice kid. He's very yeah. sweet. Well, because the way he looks and the way he's dressed, he looks related to Gamabunta. And yeah. you know what? Like, I believe this is true. I, w- I wouldn't fucking want Gamabunta knowing that I let his kid die or whatever. Or like his, his nephew. I don't know how they're related, but like. Yeah, right? Like you want to play it safe here. Uh-huh. The last thing I want to touch up, I want to touch on in this half of the episode is that like, Tamari is still watching this and she's like, "Oh shit, Gar is getting like so close to like perfect possession. He's gonna go fucking ape shit. Like even I might be in danger." And it's like, Tamari, you can just fucking leave. You can fly <laughs> the fuck away. You do not have to be here right now. You could go live somewhere else. You don't even have to be a sand ninja anymore. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, like I've basically already defected to the sound, so you know. You can you can work something out. You can find something to do. Yeah, that, that's that's me on this half of the episode. Are we good to move into? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, Hiruzen is finally making ground in the soul struggle, and Naruto recognizes the loneliness in Gara's eyes and thinks about what could have happened if Naruto didn't have all the people in his life that care for him. Gara taunts Naruto into attacking, so he rushes Gara with a bunch of clones that get blown away with sandy wind from Gara's monster mouths. Gara pelts him with sand shuriken, but Naruto feels his strength return to him, and a renewed drive to win, no matter what. The the second half of this episode, I mean, I say half, but like I basically just—it's like it. a third, right? Yeah, like I, I I just split it where the like the commercial break is, mm-hmm. and uh, they went they went late with this one, so so it's short. It is definitely shorter. I I, I do sort of have to challenge your assertion that he, that anything happened in the scene with Hiruzen. I don't think he's actually making any ground. I think he's just like restating his points from like three from like three episodes ago. No, uh, he, he he he's definitely like, yeah, it's happening now. I he's, he's totally like I I just think that when we get back there the next time, it's gonna be the same shit again. No, absolutely. He's gonna be like, it's still happening a little bit. <laughs> uh, right, because now Orochimaru is just like, wait, the sword's not wiggling anymore. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um. But anyway, um, you know, Naruto is like looking at Gara, and he's like, he, he he's like he's he's uh, <clears throat> he's thinking about all the people he has in his life, and you know, th- this is the sort of thing that Naruto is going to do a lot. But I really like the scene of it. I really like Naruto like thinking about everybody knows that he knows and cares about him. I like that a lot of the individual scenes we get are like, you know, they're not like necessarily like breaking new ground on those relationships, but like they're like cute new interactions. I love Kakashi just like coming in through Naruto's window and be like, hey, kid. Eat your fucking vegetables. <laughs> he just fucking brings Naruto a basket of vegetables. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Like, through the window. Just, like, doesn't even knock. Just, like, inter- uh-huh. interrupts a meal to be like, eat some vegetables. <laughs> yeah, like, he knows what Naruto eats, so he just, like, like eats his meals. So he's just gonna show up and be like, alright. <laughs> Which is great. Um, you know, I just, uh... Like, the, 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 there's, like, a moment where Naruto, like... Freight phrases the like fact that like he has all these people in his life as a thing that like convinced him that he was like allowed to exist, which is like very sweet to me. Like I I, I like got a little misty eyed. I'm just like kind of a big sap for like this sort of thing. But like yeah. you know, I think I think it's very sweet. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it when I feel like I'm allowed to exist. Me too. Well, I guess I guess Gary does too. But he found a he found a different road to that, huh? Uh huh. That's okay. Nar- Naruto's gonna teach him. I like that we get the the continued evolution of like Naruto's like, um, th- this guy's just like me, where like Naruto's like recognizing this, like understands like why him and uh, Gar like turned out like so different in a lot of ways, right? Because instead of having a bunch of people that uh, cared for him, he had like one guy who tried to kill him, which is a uh, pretty substantial, pretty substantial difference, right? Yeah, and like it reframes the conflict between him and Gara. From being like anything about like who's gonna like live and die here to being a thing of like Naruto is like fighting to like prove the value of the fact like he has all the people that he cares about like he wants that to like mean more than like how like how, how, how like like he wants that fact to mean more than like 
the strength that Gara has from like just being like a fucking awful psycho his whole life. Mm-hmm. Right, like he like he is like more than dying. He is afraid of the idea that like having people in his life has like made him weaker somehow. Yeah, he's worried about Gara being right, which I I think is like a really great place to put him in. Um, I think it's like a very like it, it is a very smart continuation of his like growing understanding of his uh his place in the world and his beliefs and like what he like stands for. Mm-hmm. And because we have like this really great scene of like establishing why Naruto is invested in this fight, it becomes fucking ridiculous that Sakura is like pinned to a tree and is like going to die if Naruto doesn't defeat Gara, because that is like already five minutes later from when that was established. Not what the fight is about anymore. Right. <laughs> like he's just stopped caring. He like might as well have forgotten about Sakura. Hey, you know you know what Sakura's role here would be a lot better served as being. Hmm. Tending to Sasuke, who's just, like, knocked out on a tree somewhere, I guess? Yeah, right, like, that still wouldn't be anything, but, like, it it wouldn't be nothing. Right. It would be literally nothing. It would be literally tied to a tree. Like, being if, like if being tied to a tree could also be being tied to the railroad tracks. <laughs> right. Like, it, it just... It, like, it is both, like, immediately transparent in, like, what it is trying to do with Sakura's character in a way that, like, completely divests from, like, having her do anything. And also, like, completely fails to make itself relevant to what the actual stakes of this of the fight are instantly. Just right away. It's unbelievable. And, like, in a way that, like, actively neglects the well-being of the character who is, like, ostensibly the one being defended here. Yeah! Like, this fight's already about defending somebody. God damn it. Right? But no, Naruto just left him on a tree branch somewhere and he's fine. They're like, oh, okay. She could have just not been here and it would be better for her. Like. Yeah. Or, or like I said, like, you can, you, you, you can have her, like, be taking Sasuke somewhere or something. Yeah, right. Like, she can, like, run off Pakun and Pakun can be, like, trying to, like, remember what Kakashi has said about, like, uh. Uh, about like how to like ha- handle the curse marking it can be like a weird comedy scene or something i don't know fucking anything right and, th- and then the tension can be like naruto trying to keep gara's attention mm-hmm. so that gara doesn't remember he's trying to kill sasuke right now yeah because gara is really like in a very like i mean i, I forgot to pause earlier but like when naruto shows up to the scene he's like oh yeah i wanted to kill you back in the hospital room okay okay good <laughs> so he He's, like, very much into, like, okay, whenever I get reminded about somebody that I wanted to kill, that's my main focus. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's a very real risk that he just, like, remember that Sasuke exists and be like, wait, shit, I wanted to kill that guy so fucking bad. Right. Oh, my God. Here we are, just fixing Naruto again. Again. <laughs> it's a fucking difficult task. It's the cross we have to bear. But, like, you know. Uh-huh. I think we're strong enough. Oh, I'm for sure strong enough. You, you, you are too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, like, just a. This is definitely, like, our best looking episode this week. Uh, this continues in, like, this last part, right? Um, like, there's this really, like, great looking scene of, like, Naruto just a little. Like, when Naruto's thinking about Gara, he's, like, floating in the void, and, like, he sees Gara in his reflection, and he, like, leans forward, and, like, the, the mirror breaks and then it's just Naruto there and he's like bleeding and it's just like a cool evocative shot. Like it's pulling pretty directly from the manga, but like the individual drawings are all like super striking. Um, yeah. Naruto's getting like kind of like batted around by Gara as he's like trying to figure out like what he wants, what he like is in this fight for. Um, there's like a lot of like really nicely weighted at weightly animation of him like crashing against like tree branches and shit that's just like, you know, it, it looks really solid. It's a good looking episode. Um, yeah, for sure. I like this one a lot. Like, uh, Sakura stuff aside. Yeah, right. I mean, that's... Right. Like, I, I, I want to touch on the fact that, like, genuinely, I think this is, like, our, our best episode this week. I think it's, like, a, a really good one that does some really great stuff. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Did you have anything else with this one? Um... No, I think that's about that. What are we watching next week? Next week? Okay. Next week, we are watching episodes 78, 79, and 80. That's going to be a big fucking episode, right? That's the end of the tuning exam. So we got, like, a new OP, and ending. It's going to be a whole lot of shit. Okay. Exciting. 
It's exciting, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, if you like the show, you can support us on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Konoha Crush, all one word, Konoha Crush. You can get a myriad of things, uh, including uh, episodes up to a week early, uh, a special bonus podcast, which we now have the results of the poll for our um, August 2022 episode of Narukai Uzumaki. We will be going through ReZero. Woo! Yay! Sorry to all of the all the people hoping we would watch Is It Wrong to Play with Girls in the Dungeon. You know, I think your interest in that show means that we'll probably put it back on the poll sooner than later because you know clearly people want us to want us to give our take on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got like a we've definitely got a lot of really big uh, Is It Wrong to Play with Girls in the Dungeon fans out in the audience, and I want to see their their desires for this show. So uh, yeah. And I also want to shout out our joining tier patrons, Maple and Izzy, the future Jinjiriki of the Six-Tailed Beast. Um, you know, again, thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot to us. And hey, any images we talk about during the episode can be found on our Twitter, twitter.com slash Konoha Crush, Konoha Crush, all one word, Konoha Crush. I've been streaming recently, uh, still on that art fight grind. Uh, check me out at twitch.tv slash reziart, R-E-Z-I-A-R-T. Um, come hang out. It's a good time. Ruby's there a lot of the time. And uh, we, we we talk about Naruto sometimes. Hey, sometimes it's like a secret bonus episode of this very podcast. <laughs> with, uh, with with live feedback from the audience. So, uh, yeah, de- like def- definitely stop by if you want. I stream... Uh, I stream Wednesday through Friday at 10 p.m. Central, so, uh, I don't know. I know it's kind of late, but, you know, I'm a vampire. That's how it works. And hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And remember, there's no such thing as filler. <laughs>